In this episode, you will discover one unbelievably simple change to make dating with IBS a hell of a lot easier. Welcome to Gut Reactions, a podcast helping women to break free from symptoms, master their gut health and reclaim their lives. Here we talk all things IBS and absolutely nothing is off the table. I'm your host, Otavia, a nutritional therapist, and you guessed it, I'm an IBS warrior myself. In this podcast, we'll talk about the impact IBS has on our daily lives, how we can live well with IBS, and most importantly, how we could heal our IBS symptoms for good. Because let's be honest, living with IBS can be a little bit shit. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Gut Reactions, and this a very exciting episode because it's not the regular episodes that we're going to continue to have. This is going to be an additional episode that we are going to have every single week. So that's right, we're going to have not one, but two episodes. And the point of this episode or this episode format is going to be what to do when. So every week we are going to be looking at what to do when a certain situation occurs. So it might be what to do when you're going on holiday with IBS, what to do when you have a specific flare up, but it's going to be related to living with IBS and how we can improve that situation. So that being said, let's dive into today's topic. These are going to be shorter episodes, but they're going to be looking more at our lifestyle with IBS. So today, (laughs) let's go straight for the meat of the the situation. Today, we're going to look at what to do when you have IBS on a date or when you are dating with IBS. And we're going to be looking at how to date well with IBS, because it is possible, three things you can do to make it easier for yourself when you are dating with IBS or when you have an IBS flare up before a date, and why having some level of autonomy or control is absolutely critical if you are dating with IBS. Okay, so those are three things we're going to cover today. You're going to get these by the end of the episode. So let's dive in. This is something I definitely have experience of. I'm sure you have some experience of this. Uh, Please let me know that I'm not alone. So in terms of dating with IBS, or if you're going on a date and then you have an IBS flare up, there's nothing worse, right? You you don't want to be going on a date feeling like you're going to burst from having a bowling ball belly or having loads of gas or worrying about, you know, if you're going to crap your pants. That's just not really the sexy vibe we're going for when we're dating, you know? So (laughs) let's look at what we can actually do to make it better. And all this, obviously, whilst we're looking at addressing why have IBS in the first place and reducing this, this isn't something you should always have to live with. And it's not, okay? I don't live with it anymore, but definitely something I've struggled with. So you can also get to a place where you don't live with this either. However, that being said, how can we improve your experience of dating whilst you have IBS? Something that is so, 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 so important when you are dating with IBS is having significant or not significant, but yeah, I guess significant prep time, right? Whatever you need in terms of preparation time. So if you are someone who tends to lean towards IBSD, so you get loose stools or you get, you know, yeah, the diarrhea, let's just say what it is. I don't know why it's such a stigma around that word. If that's what you tend to get, then you're going to have nervous tummy, right? If you get nervous before dating that's going to potentially be quite a big trigger. I know for a lot of you, stress and anxiety is, you know, going to or does trigger your symptoms to come on. So that being said, maybe not the best idea to go straight from work, straight into the date if you're going to be worrying about it before and you need some prep time to, you know, take care of your bowel habit needs, but also to 
kind of center yourself a little bit or to calm your nervous system down. So doing a bit of deep breathing or doing a little bit of centering yourself or going for a walk or something like that. Something that can be really useful is actually distraction techniques. (laughs) Not that dating is traumatic. I mean, it is traumatic, let's, let's be honest. But if you find that you are in the category of people or person that gets super anxious and nervous at the thought of going on a date especially we're talking here we're talking tinder dates if that still exists tinder bumble hinge or i like to call it unhinged because let's be honest but a date where you're meeting someone from an app or online can sometimes be more stressful or anxiety inducing than if you know the person already right because you're like oh what are they going to be like all this kind of stuff so having significant or specific prep time beforehand that could be whatever you need it to look like it could be listening to a podcast that's absolutely nothing to do with dating I don't know maybe true crime podcast something that takes your mind completely off it but it's helping you to prep because it's helping to regulate your nervous system by shifting your focus away from the stress and anxiety that you're feeling about going on the date it could be just having something like I don't know some people find you might find mint tea is quite useful some people find mint tea really calms their stomach or just helps them to feel that their stomach has calmed a little bit but either way having prep time before you go on the date can be really useful on the other side of that there will be some of you who are thinking that would be absolute hell on earth having prep time what then i'll just be sitting around thinking about it okay then that will flare your symptoms well let's look at if that's the case for you maybe having an activity you're doing beforehand or maybe going straight from work would be good for you but either way you need to look at what you're doing that hour to two hours before the date and how that can impact and flare up your symptoms. Because if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, that's going to really significantly impact your symptoms. Equally with that, that's the first one, okay, prep time, and using that how you need to use it. In addition to that, let's look at the actual specifics of being on the date. So there'd be nothing worse than going on a date with somebody and having an absolute raging IBS flare up, however that looks for you, whether that's gas, whether that's bloating, whatever it looks like. If you're not in a situation where you feel comfortable or you can control the environment or it's an environment that's going to trigger you. So location is really, really key here. Okay, so not going like I did on a date with someone to I can't even remember where it where we were, but it was like a bar, but it was outside. And I don't think there were any toilets. I think it was one of those ones where it's like alfresco out, you know, maybe like sort of a bit like a christmas market but it wasn't christmas it was summer okay that was the absolute worst idea (laughs) in the world and that's the last time i ever let my date choose where we were going for for our date so location is really key so maybe you're going to go for dinner somewhere are you going to agree to go somewhere that serves food that you know triggers you maybe has lots of pulses and legumes and you know they trigger you maybe it's spicy food and you know that triggers you probably not a good idea right so stick with the safe options and don't be worried about asking or suggesting somewhere and also if they suggest somewhere and you think that's probably going to trigger me that kind of food say no equally maybe sitting down and eating a meal is not going to be good in terms of for your IBS right so sometimes what I like to do is say yeah cool let's meet for um, a walk for half an hour or an hour or whatever it might be if I'm meeting them for the first time yeah because a that helps to put a time cap on the date itself (laughs) So if it's an awful day, and I'm sure you've had them like I have, then you're not stuck there for hours eating this dinner that you don't like. But B, what it also does is it means that you don't have to eat any food that you think might trigger you, right? So any locations that you feel comfortable in, maybe there's a pub, you know, where you feel, you know, the toilets aren't super exposed and you feel okay there, or 
you know, it's something that's an activity that's more likely to be take your mind off the fact that you've got IBS or something like that. Whatever the location is that makes you feel comfortable, then go with that. Okay, but absolutely do not agree to go to a restaurant that you know is going to trigger you. I don't know if you've seen Along Came Polly and when she takes him to this uh, restaurant that really, really triggers him. And basically, guys, I mean, watch it, but he, he pretty much craps himself. And that is not the ideal scenario. That's what we're trying to avoid. Okay, so never let politeness trigger your IBS by not wanting to say no. And the next thing that we're going to look at is time capping a date. So I've kind of already mentioned this before just a minute ago in terms of capping it to a half an hour to an hour. This really depends on who you're dating, what you like to do for dates, where you're going to go for dates. But if you are in the middle of an active IBS flare up or if you don't know, okay, I've got this date with, I don't know, Joe next week and I don't know, maybe I'll have an IBS flare up, maybe I won't. I'm not quite sure where my triggers are or what they are then don't be worried to time cap it. We don't have to spend hours and hours with people on a first date. And actually, it's quite a good way to, you know, like I say, <laughs> not have to dedicate those of our lives in, in uh, emotional agony, talking to someone who we know we never want to see again. But also what it does is it just eases up that kind of worry that we can get sometimes around, oh, what if this happens? Okay, well, if it does happen, then we're only there for half an hour, then we can go home again, right? And this is just why we're starting to manage our IBS and start to recover our IBS but if you're in the middle of an active flare-up don't be worried about time capping a date and just communicating that with them you know you don't have to tell them why you can say whatever reason you need to say but having a time cap on a date one of my friends told me that they used to say to the guy yep I can come and meet you um and we can go for a drink but I do have to go to my friends after because we've they're cooking me a roast dinner I think she would always date on Sundays which I don't know, is that a good day for a date or a bad day for a date? I'm not sure. Um, but that was always her excuse. <laughs> she didn't go to her friends for a race for dinner, but she would have that get out, right? So she would always have a reason to leave. So she knew that she was only going to be there for an hour max. And she didn't even have IBS, guys. This is just general dating advice here. Um, so that can be really, really useful as well. Just having a time cap on something, not committing. I actually did this on a Bumble BFF date. I don't know if any of you have used that. But that is like friendship dating. So it's when I moved somewhere that I didn't know anybody. And I wanted to meet up with some people in my area and start to make friends and connections. I thought a bit weird, like friendship dating. Never done that before. That, that's weird. What if it's awkward? And I told the person, <laughs> I told the girls like, yeah, it'd be great. Let's meet for a coffee. And we met, we met at 11am. I said, I've, I've got an appointment at 12, so I can only be there for an hour. And then we met, got on so well, we started drinking mimosas are they called bucks fizz and she was like don't you have that appointment at 12 and I was like oh no that was just a lie in case you were a weirdo and we ended up not IBS friendly guys but we ended up drinking a lot until about 8 p.m um, and had a great time so you can always <laughs> do what I did and if you're enjoying the date you can tell them you lied <laughs> probably wouldn't wouldn't admit that to be honest or you can just say oh the appointment's cancelled whatever it might be so you're not kind of bound by that but it's just a way for you to have some kind of autonomy and, and you know some control over the situation so those are my three tips about how or what to do when you're dating with IBS. So we're looking at prep time and what you're going to do in that prep time, location and what you're going to do in terms of if you're going out to eat and having a time cap and, you know, pre, pre, preparing for that. I don't know what word I was kind of looking for there. Preparing. So in this episode, we have looked at how to date with IBS, three things you can do to make it easier to date with IBS 
and why control is key. So having, you know, not complete total control over everybody and everything, but having some kind of influence and autonomy over the situation because it's just going to ease up your experience of dating and not put so much pressure on you. So that was the first ever episode of What to Do When Dating with IBS. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. If you found it useful, do us a favour, give us a rating and a review. Subscribe to this podcast. Oh, also, rating and review, five stars would be amazing. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye, guys.